This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Lifted Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the uh, Monday morning episode and you get it on Friday, not Friday, on Sunday evening if you are an IFS subscriber. If you are, thank you very much for subscribing. We appreciate it very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see that lion that escaped in Italy? I did, yeah. Incredible. Uh, very, 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 very interesting and exciting. It's 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 an animal of interest, isn't it? It's it immediately became an animal of interest. The way I like what I like about it is is the casualness with which it's fucking. Just, it's like, yeah. What, what's the matter with you? <laughs> All right, not, cunts. Not seen a fucking lion out for a little evening stroll before, have you? I mean, we could call it not not an animal of interest, a beast of interest almost, yeah. if you like. He's just fucking a lion in a bat. I'm just fuck. Don't mind me. I'm just lying yeah. in a bat. It's good to get a bit of fresh air in your lungs in the <laughs> evening. Because the thing is with me, especially on a Sunday night, I can get tired. And when I get tired, I can get grumpy. And I do have a temper. But and the, the thing is, I notice it in myself now. When I was younger, I'd just fuck, I'd see red and then fuck those. I'd snap. I'd, I'd snap. <laughs> I'd black out, I'd wake up, and there'd just be limbs everywhere. Yeah. Right? Antelope limbs, usually. Uh, now, I can see it coming on the horizon, and I've learned through... Um, well, I've, I've actually been doing that uh, a lot of meditation and a lot of cognitive behavioural therapy, which has been very, very useful for me. It means that I can manage my moods uh, much better. I can regulate myself emotionally. And part of that is, if I can feel it coming, I think, well, you know what? I'll, uh, you know what, Lion? That's my name, Lion. I think to myself, do you know what? I think I'll just go out for a fucking walk. Just a little walk <laughs> in the evening there. in the evening. And Take it's nice. The night and, I, yeah. and, you, and you listen, and I don't put headphones in, nothing like that. I absorb the noises, the noises <laughs> of the wind in the trees I'll and so forth. I've become at one with nature. <laughs> I've become at one, and it, it, and it just makes me feel better. So that's all it. I'm doing. And I would appreciate if you didn't all fucking stare at me and make me feel self-conscious. <laughs> I don't know how many videos of it there was. I think, I'm seeing there was a few, but there was one that I saw where a woman <laughs> was just videoing it from, from an upstairs room, an upstairs window, quite quite correctly, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. And at the end, she just she just went, Mamma mia! <laughs> <laughs> Love it when Italians act. Whenever you're in Italy and you hear an Italian actually say Mamma mia, you can't believe it. You think, oh, right, you actually do yeah. say that. That's not just a joke yeah. from, like, the Muppets really? or something. Yeah, no, they go yeah. in for it, don't they? I said, the, well, I the saw Viola- it when I was on the train on the way to West Ham, and I said to Lenny, I said, um, if you were walking down the street, and you just saw a lion mm. walking about like that, not chasing anyone, not threatening mm. anyone, just having a walk, because that's all this lion's doing. It's right? just having a prowl about, yeah. And yes. uh, I said I said to him, would you shit yourself? And he said, yeah. Yes, and I said, what would <laughs> just... you do? And he went, I'd probably go into the nearest shop. That's, a good, that's a good hide plan. hide in there. Hide, yeah, because they'd be a lot of wouldn't they? I, I was like, you know, it's important for my son to look up to me as an alpha male, right? Yeah. And I said, he said, what about you? I said, I wouldn't shit myself at all if I saw a lion coming the other way. What I'd do is I'd leave it alone. If it was walking, mm. if it was running around bloodthirsty and mad, yeah, I'd fucking make myself scarce. I said, yeah. but just walking about, I might nod to it. I nod to a lot of people on the street, right? Just a little, yeah. all right? 
Just I, I know you're there. You. you know I'm there. I'm not I, I, I mean you. you no harm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I We're all peace. part. We are all part of the same wonderful community, the melting pot of modern that is life. The world. I am a yeah. human. You are a lion. But there is more that uh, we have in common. Than more unites which, us than divides yeah, us. Exactly. That's what I'd say to it. But I'd we're have to all say being shot on by the man at the end of yeah, the day, aren't we? Exactly. At the end of the day, we're all pawns in the game of the sh- of the shadowy forces. The puppet masters and Geppettos that control our lives. You have yeah. been, you, well, you have been caged in a zoo for many years, whereas I have been caged in by in, in many ways by a capitalist in, system in West London, yeah. which is which is just as suffocating as an actual cage in a zoo in many ways. Pretty much, it's a mental you know? cage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I anyway, mean, like I, it's like it's like Howard Jones sang in 1983: yeah. "Throw off your mental chains." Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, this, this line probably chained up, probably chained up right now, actually. Well, what about um, our theme tune? It contains the line, Delaney and Dawson are going to show you how to be free from society shackles. Society shackles, that's right, yeah. Mm. I don't, it's what we've been trying to do. I'm not sure if we've ever successfully really shown our followers uh, how to be free completely of society shackles. That's very difficult but this lion certainly has our respect because that's what that is what this lion is trying to try to do here, set itself free from society shackles. So I said to my son, I wouldn't shit myself. I'd just give it a look of acknowledgement, and I'm sure it'd be fine. But if it, and it would, get, it would give it, you the same buck. If it did get a bit saucy, I'd just kick it in the bollocks and do a runner. Whoa, Sorry, that's fucking display going off. Let, let, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But my it's, wife says it's Diwali. And it's my Diwali, daughter yeah. says it's fucking Remembrance Sunday. I and I said, well, either them. way, it's got to stop. <laughs> whatever it is. It's not as important as Top Flight Time Machine. Whether it's the fucking soldiers, the the wonderful soldiers, the fallen, the fallen, mm. not to be mm. confused with the fall, because a lot of people get <clears throat> Remembrance Sunday muddled up and they think that it's some sort of mass national celebration or remembrance of the fall. It's not. That's another day. This is a remembrance of the fallen, which is different. It's similar, but it's it's different. It could be be cocaine-addled right-wing middle-aged men. Running around going on about Marky Smith and his contribution and how he he suffered so the rest of us could live or something. Anyway, whether it's that or it's Dibali, I'm not happy. Because the animals are shitting themselves, the dog's barking, <clears throat> I'm trying to do a podcast, and I'm going to stick my head over the back fence in a minute, and I'm going to go, listen, I'm all for multiculturalism. I don't, know, yeah? I don't care what your religion or creed is, but I'm trying That's to do a done, fucking podcast here. Mate, no odds to me, right? <clears throat> we are all equal, whether you be Hindu, lion, yeah. or mad, cocaine-addled, middle-aged lunatic, right? loser whatever you are that's fine but this has got to stop now it is sunday night and i am trying to do my podcast and my little cockapoo is shitting itself Mm. uh so i'm not i'm not happy i don't know i guess it's i i can't believe my daughter said she just shouted from her bedroom it's not Diwali, it's Remembrance Sunday. And I went, oh, fair enough. And I thought, actually, what the fuck does well, she it, know? It is, She's it is Diwali, not, isn't it? They're not letting off fireworks Remembrance Sunday. Remembrance yeah, Sunday... It's, it's, it's is, Diwali is, today. What, what's the one thing that, that you associate with Remembrance Sunday? What one word? I'll tell you. Solemn. 
it is a solemn occasion, isn't it, Andy? Yeah. Very solemn. And I bet you, like me, you've been feeling quite solemn this whole weekend. Yeah. Uh, well, I've it's been important. hungover for most of the day, so well, yeah, I've been fairly that's, solemn. That's just, the, ulti- that's the ultimate sense of solemnness. Sat there vegetating and watching darts on Sky Sports, yeah. Well, that's very, very respectful of you. I felt as if it was, yeah. It was the, the respectful. Best way me respect to, to the, the fallen and of, the fall. of the fallen. And, um, I, you know, I said to my kids, I said, you know, these fights going off, I said, my grandfather's didn't fight in World War Two. Mm. Did, did they indeed fight in World War Two, or did you no, that's that what I'm didn't. saying. They didn't fight they didn't. in World War Two. No. That's it. No, no neither did one. No. One worked in the Kodak factory. I think he got off the because he was making spy film, and mm. the other one, he did something, but he didn't really have to leave the country. He went up to Scotland, so it was an easy posting. I don't know uh, well, what his uh, my, story was. Mine, mine were worked in, down the mines, so obviously they needed to carry on yeah, working down the mines. You needed the coal to, the, to fuel the, the, the coal, planes the and the cannons. Didn't so you? in a way, they were they were they were on the front line as, as soldiers, yeah. kind of. Yeah. But although they were underground, well away from any of the action, as I think they call uh, it. But I, you know, if I'm they still didn't proud of them. fight, neither of my grandfather's fought. But had they done so, Andy, they would not want their efforts to be remembered by a display like this one going out in the fucking neighbour's garden right now, which I'm not I happy about. I have to say, I've, I've, I've witnessed what, what's happened, and mm. they haven't had very many fireworks there. It hasn't been spectacular. Could been you hear twatty. it, though? Yeah, yeah shit fireworks. Well. You know what? Loud bangs, shit mm. fireworks. Just like those racist blokes you saw at Waterloo Station yesterday. Yeah. They've got a lot of fucking chat, but not much action. Not a lot of <laughs> fucking hell. Right. Yeah. Fucking loud um, bangs, but not many sparkles. N- not many, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was quite something, wasn't it? Fucking hell. And there have been people, the the, the um, social media detectives have been <laughs> finding out who they are and grassing them up to uh, to all and sundry. And one of them, that Arsenal shirt bloke, he's come from fucking Devon, apparently. <laughs> well, you've got to admire his efforts. I'll go with that. It takes fucking hours to get from Devon up to I London. Bet it does. Right, he's got he's done a fucking four or five hour journey in his replica shirt. Yeah. I'm I'm going to London to cause some aggravation, and I'm wearing my Arsenal replica shirt because I want to be like one of the players <laughs> over I'm the top of my hoodie so I don't get cold. Yeah, exactly. I won't just put it. Uh, no, his mum's gone to him, but you're a bit chilly. Well, if I put a jacket on, well, if I put a jacket on, no one will see that I've got 41, which is the number of Declan Rice, our star player. Well, can't you put something underneath it? Very well, I'll put a hoodie underneath it. That way I won't get a chill. And what are you going to do when you get there? I'm going to get off the train and I'm going to run around shouting at people. <laughs> in my Declan Rice replica shirt <laughs> and some people might even think I am Declan Rice and if they ask me for my autograph I'm going to go along with it fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, hell oh Fun. no the hood's the hood has covered the number part of the number and the name Rice it's, it's really hard it's to not, take it hasn't worked it's really hard to take any adult seriously in a replica shirt isn't it because yeah. it's the equivalent of going out dressed up as someone from Star Wars or like Captain <laughs> America, isn't it? It's like, yeah. you know, I I really like those Marvel films, Avengers. 
Oh, yeah, they're mm. good, aren't they? I, I like them too. I go and watch them with the kids. Yeah, yeah. But I really like them. Yeah, no, I like them too. Yeah, but I like them so much that when I go out, <laughs> I wear the costumes of the guys in the film. I dress up <laughs> as as the characters, like as Iron Man or Captain America. I've got them all. Yeah. Oh, right. That's what an adult wearing a rugby shirt is. I really like that football club. Yeah, I like them too, yeah. Because no, but the, I the like them more than you. I go players. as far as to dress up as the men yeah. who play in the team. Because <laughs> well, they are superheroes just, after all, just, aren't they? Just to you show know, people. heroes. I like to show people in the street that I like them. And I, I kind of want to like, I go around pretending to be them. Oh, okay. I'm not just any of the fo- any of the footballers from Arsenal. I've chosen to be Declan Rice. And he was the most the expensive, one. which means he must be the best. <laughs> How much did that cost you? Eighty-five pounds <laughs> plus one pound a letter R I C E four pounds and three pounds for each of the numbers four and one. Fucking hell! So hang on. So it's eighty-five plus four nine. Okay, so you're talking. Well, it's a lot. you know, best it's best part of a fucking hundred quid you spent on that. Yeah, That's right. Going out for a nice meal. Yeah. Go for a lovely meal for that kind of mm. money, couldn't you? Especially if you went out mm. on your own. Oh, a lovely slap up solo curry. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's that then. Look at this so we've got book lion. I've got, Andy. What's I thought you'd then? like the title of it. Um, I'll read it out. It is called A Pebble for Your Pocket. A Pebble for Your Pocket. <laughs> and where did you get this from? From church? Someone gave it to me a while ago because it's um, <laughs> it's um, it's the musings and thoughts of uh, a man who's been described as the the godfather of mindfulness. Right, Ooh. his name's Tiknat Han. Right? right, he died recently. He was about a fucking oh. hundred. I think he was. I don't know where he was from originally. I think he might have been from Thailand, but he was. He had some sort of. Um, compound in france a mindfulness he had a he had a mindfulness <laughs> compound and he got to live to 100 yeah 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 well, but he was well looked after anyway someone when i first was doing therapy and all that sort of stuff someone said oh you got to get into tickna arm so i was like yeah fine mm-hmm. i mean i was very suggestible it's like whatever you told me to get into <laughs> as long as it didn't involve drink and coke i, I was like Cooking. fucking open-minded about it right so I was like, yeah, I'll yeah. give him a go, why not? And then I got a bit into it, and then... Uh, oh, it says he was born in Vietnam. And then someone said to me, you know what? I said, you know, oh, they should teach this sort of stuff to kids in schools. And someone said, oh, well, actually, um, there's a book by Tiknak Khan that's actually written for kids. So it's all his musings that you get in his other books that he knocks off. Yeah. Right, but it's thinner, and it's got pictures in it. It's for kids. Oh, so there you go. I've got a copy. Give this to your kid. So I remember giving it to my daughter when she was like 11, maybe 11, maybe younger. And she was like, yeah, thanks, but uh, shove it up your ass. And I was hmm. like, oh, okay. And then recently <laughs> right. I've tried to give it to my son like yesterday. That's why I've got it here because I found it on the shelf. We were talking about something or other. I think they've been studying Buddhism in RE at school. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, great Buddhism. Yeah, uh, I've got some interesting books on that. 
One thing I've noticed, Andy, is that my kids hate it if I show an interest in whatever they're studying at school. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because they think, oh, no, he's going to start going on about it. Like, my daughter's doing politics A-level, right? I did politics A-level, and then I did a degree in politics, right? So mm. that's what I think is, I think, right, I've got a spe- that's my specialist subject, which is a nightmare for her, because she thinks, so she said to me, she said, look, I'm taking politics, but it's got, first of all, you should know, it's got nothing to do with the fact that you studied politics. That's not been an influence at all. So I was like, okay. And she said, mm-hmm. and also, I don't want you to talk to me about it at all. Ever. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. And it's I was like, I can, see, I can see that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And so I've had to just ignore it's, the fact. She says it's, it's a coincidence that is causing me incredible distress. Yeah, that was um, basically I, it. I don't want you to engage with me ever. Ever, about yeah. She's like, if, she, if I ask her, so what are you doing in politics at the moment? She knows that's just a way of me hoping to get an opportunity <laughs> to say, it's like, going, oh, I remember my days of studying that, yes. And start fucking reminiscing or telling her shit. And she doesn't need that in her life. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Jalapeño. So uh, I've been cut out of that. So then when my son, was, you know, he told me that he was doing Buddhism in RE, and I was like, oh, great, I have a wonderful book for you. And I went, no, it's just here somewhere, and I searched the bookshelves for ages, and I found it, a pebble <clears throat> for your pocket. And nice. I was like, have a read of this. And he's just looked at it. He's flicked through, and he's just gone, Dad, put it back on the shelf. I'm never reading that. <laughs> Uh, so I was a bit upset by that. Um, so I'm just I thought I'd what, show it to you name? instead. How do you pronounce it? Tick Nhat Khan. So, Tick so you spell it T H I C H. Yeah. I'm on his Nat, Wikipedia. N H A T and then Han H A N H. I'm on his Wikipedia. He was exiled oh, yeah. from South Vietnam in 1966 after expressing yeah. opposition to the war. He was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize in 1967. Yeah. Uh, and he founded the, the, the that monastery you talked about in 1982. Yeah. But in 1979, he founded the um, paper chase Fuck chain off. of upmarket stationery. <laughs> Shut up. No, he didn't. Yeah, I made that up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Ryman's. It was Ryman's. <laughs> yeah. And Ryman's was eventually bought off of him, of course, by Theo Papadopoulos out was, of Dragon's Den. Yeah, his real name was actually Tchiknyat uh, Ryman. But he changed <laughs> yeah. it for uh, yeah, that's right. work purposes. That's right. So are you going to read some of it out to us then? Are you going to just uh, you know, randomly yeah, dive it in? Go. Uh, let's, we can decide for ourselves if it's any good or not. They're little stories, you know. Here's one. The Many Arms of Bodhisattva. B- in my experience, there are Buddhas and Bodhisattvas present here in our midst. A Bodhisattva, pronounced Bodhisattva, is a compassionate person. Oh, yeah. Someone who cares a lot about helping other beings. Yeah. And someone who vows to become a Buddha. Fuck yeah, sounds a bit egotistical. Statues or pictures of, bod- of Bodhisattvas sometimes show a being with many arms. Uh-huh. Mm. They are shown this way because... <clears throat> 
um, a, bod- a, a bodhisattva is someone who can do a thousand things at one time. Hmm. It's Molten. also the name of a really good song by Steely Dan. Is it really? But but bodhisattva, I think it's pronounced. Um, also, the arms of bodhisattva can be extremely long, or like Mr. Tickle. Yeah. And reach very far. You know, like when Mr. Tickle reaches for a biscuit in his kitchen, but from his front from room. From his bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> and then he and he reaches all the way around the round through the streets, all the way to the school <laughs> and into the window and he tickles the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was based nice on one. this. That was Mr. Tickle <clears throat> was based on a bodhisattva or maybe vice versa. I don't know which came first. When you are a bodhisattva, oh no, with only two arms, we can only do one or two things at a time. If we can good, be bothered. It's a good point, isn't it? Yeah. But when you are a bodhisattva, you have many arms and you can do many things simultaneously. Most of the time, we do not see all the arms of Bodhisattva. One has to be very attentive in order to see the many arms of Bodhisattva. Mate, this it is sounds, It sounds like a lot. I, that's I wouldn't not, know that many arms, Sam. That's, this is not helpful. I'm glad my kids didn't read it. I said, they said, why, why should we read it? And I said, well, it will help you with your mental health and it will help you get a better perspective on things and it might bring you extra peace. And they were like, nah. And now I think maybe they were right to reject it because if it's just about some made-up geezers like Mr. Tickle, but with loads of arms, he's more or less said, imagine Mr. Tickle, yeah? Imagine Mr. Tickle. You know what he can do. His arms can go for fucking miles, yeah? Mm. Imagine now Mr. Tickle, but with loads of arms, (laughs) all of them the same length, (laughs) eh? Now, does that make you feel more at peace with yourself? Well, <laughs> thinking no, about that. How are you meant to relate to that? Are you meant to try and grow extra arms yourself? Exactly, mate. You're not doing enough. We need yeah. to be all told that what we're doing is enough. Yeah, exactly. Don't fucking fret about it. Here's another thing. Return to your... Her- this chapter's called Return to Your Hermitage. This sounds more up our street, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. we've, we've discussed hermitages before. They're he dwellings said, of interest, da- aren't one they? One day I decided to go to the beautiful woods near my hermitage, the place, where, the place where I live. I took a sandwich and a blanket with me. This sounds very in our <laughs> wheelhouse, doesn't it? Uh, intending to spend a quiet day by myself in the woods. Yeah, brilliant. Good. That morning before leaving the hermitage, I'd opened all my windows and doors to the sun to dry things out. But in the afternoon, the weather changed. What yeah, things? he doesn't say. Well, everything was soaking wet in his house. Ugh. What? Uh, the, the, wind be- the night before, I had had a few drinks, and in my sleep, things it appears I had, pissed. I had pissed everywhere. <laughs> I am a sleep pisser. <laughs> <laughs> the wind <clears throat> began to blow, and dark clouds gathered in the sky. Remembering oh. that I'd left my hermitage wide open, I thought, fuck, and decided to run home. <laughs> When I what? arrived, I found my hermitage in a very terrible condition. It was fucked. <laughs> it was cold and dark inside. Oh, the no. wind had blown my papers off the table. Oh, not my oh. papers! <laughs> and they were papers sc- get wet then? They were scattered all over the floor. <laughs> it was not at all pleasant, he writes. Oh, God, where's <laughs> this going? Sound it. He's gone into Ray Wilkins' speak here. It wasn't at all pleasant in the least. <laughs> The first thing I did, the first thing, right, I did was to close all the windows and doors. Then I lit the lamp for some light. The third thing I did 
was to make a fire in the fireplace to warm the place up. When the fire was lit, I picked up the papers from the floor, I put them on the table, and I placed a stone on them. Should have done that in the first should place, have done mate. That. There's two things that, that it should have Paper done. There's white. that, and also, <clears throat> if you've got a hermitage and you plan to have a day out in the woods, yeah, fucking check the weather forecast first. Exactly. There's a, well, haven't you got a fucking app? And also, if you leave doors open, any cunt can go in and nick your stuff. Ransack your, your hermitage. Nick, nick your papers. Nick your secret papers. Nick your fucking PlayStation. Nick, nick, your nick your the lot, mate. Nick your fucking watch. Um, I went back to the fireplace. The fire was burning beautifully. Now there was light and I was warm. I sat there and listened to the wind howling outside. I imagined the trees tossing in the wind and I felt very content. <laughs> I think that's very smug, isn't it? That feeling. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Listen mm. to that out there. Everyone's to say. Gl- glad I'm not out there getting fucking blown about like a silly cunt. I'm in here. In the hermitage. Yeah. With my jib jabs on. Needless to say, I had the last laugh. It was, like, it was a pleasant it was pleasant sitting next to the fire. I could hear my breathing, my in breath, and my out breath. Oh good. I felt very comfortable and so on and so on. That's it, right? So, so that's sure. a pebble for your pocket. I think it's available on Amazon. Uh look it up. It's a hell of a read. Yeah, good. Good. The, the, um, the, the, the summary of that story is: I was out once, and it started pit, the weather turned. It started pissing down, so I went home, <laughs> turned out. the heating on, shut the windows, and shut the door, and just yeah. had a bit of a sit down. And that was it. Um, that was my day. I think you can all learn from that. <laughs> Take from that what that. you will. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell! Oh, you said you were going to give us an update on your dad the other day. Well, my dad's much that. better, and he sent Good. us a sort of a. Um, a group message to all of us who'd been sort of trying to take it in turns to visit every day and make sure he's all right. He sent us a a very polite but very frank sort of, can you all just fuck off now? (laughs) Right? Which I really respected. He was like, he actually wrote, it's been very nice seeing so much more of you over the last few weeks. But I just think that now I'm almost uh, completely healed and it just isn't necessary. So thanks all the same. And I'll, he wrote something like, I'll see you all when I see you. <laughs> like, fuck off. <laughs> Fucking hell. And I yeah. thought, yeah. No rush. But, you know, like a lot of parents, uh, especially ones who live on their own, they try to guilt trip like their kids into, oh, you never come and see me mm. and all of this. Whereas I'm quite lucky because my dad's the sort of opposite. He's like, can you stop coming to see me? <laughs> but <laughs> the main thing that I wanted to update you about is that, you know, you go around there and you see him and he, like like any old person, and, and probably as listeners to this podcast will testify, me as well, and I'm only 48, you do tend to retell the same stories a lot. And one story or like topic that my dad kept returning to and recently told my kids when I wasn't there, I, I was in New York and my daughter was around there. And she said, um, your dad keeps telling me this story about his, uh, something called his sympathetic nervous system. And I went, oh what? yeah, 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 his sympathetic nervous system. This is, a, this is an old classic. Did he tell you the story about when he started pissing blood? but didn't care at all, wasn't scared. And he, she went, yeah. And I said, did he tell you the story about when he crashed his car and it rolled across three lanes on a motorway and he wasn't scared at all? And she went, yeah, he told me that as well. I said, yeah, this is his parasympathetic nervous uh, right. selection category of stories, which is basically one night he got up in the night and he 
turned the bathroom light on and he had a piss and it was bright red, right? Ooh. And he thought, oh, there's I'm pissing pure blood, so mm. I must be dying. That's a classic sign, right? Mm. That's what he thought. Of course it is. It, it's not necessary, by the way, people listening... I'm not a doctor, but it not, it's not. If it does ever happen to you, it's not a it's not a death sentence necessarily. But obviously, go and see your GP immediately. But anyway, I've gone. Uh, he, so he said, and I wasn't scared at all. And I told he told his wife of the time, his second wife, and she, she was like, "Oh my god, you must be really scared. Let's call an ambulance, call a doctor." He said, "No, I, it'll be fine. I'm just going to go back to sleep, and I'll sort it out in the morning." And he went, she thought I was extremely brave. But the truth is, I just genuinely wasn't bothered or scared, right? And um, and then I realised that had happened to me throughout my life. Like one time I crashed my car on the motorway and it rolled across both lines. And uh, both lanes. then it rolled across the central reservation for another lane. And somehow I didn't die. But the whole time the car was rolling and I could hear all these cars swerving and beeping... I wasn't scared at all. I would say I didn't even feel my my pulse quicken in the least. Yeah, just right? a level of serenity. Yeah. So I was like, oh, all right. And um, he went, so anyway, uh, my, my his wife, right, she, she told a doctor or psychiatrist this, and apparently the doctor went, hmm, that's interesting. Does he suffer from asthma, right? And she said, yeah, he does. He's an asthma sufferer. And he went, ah, well, then that, is we we know what's going on here. Well, I have diagnosed him. It's very clear to me that he <laughs> has a, a now, what did he call it? He goes, he has a an understimulated parasympathetic nervous system, which wow. effectively means this. This is what mm. the point of all of these stories are that my dad has told all of us, and now my daughter countless times. The theme of the story is he is never scared of anything. He Incredible. he does not feel... He, he says it's a shame in a way. He goes, because it's made me put myself in dangerous situations. But I have a condition which means I don't experience fear. Yeah. That's fascinating, isn't it? It is. Does he, does he get like a, get to carry a card so in case anything happens? <laughs> I think he has to wear a dog tag like yeah. around his neck. And they just say... Alert! This scared man scared of nothing. This man fears nothing it's or un, no one. Un, unscarable. Yeah. <laughs> like if he saw a lion walking down the street, he would he would just yeah. not give a fuck. He did Fucking one time. Hell. One time we were on holiday in Italy with my relatives, and there was a snake on the loose. And mm. I must say, everyone was shitting themselves about this snake. Right? It was in Sardinia. Everyone on the resort we were staying on was shitting themselves. This rumour went round about a snake in the resort and all the kids were running around screaming and my dad got hold of a broom and and chased the snake <laughs> and was whacking it in the bushes with a broom and stuff like that. And all of it, and he, he did get like legendary status. All of the kids were going back to their mums and going, ah, inglesi, inglesi, crazy, crazy man. <laughs> it chased a snake with broom. To snake, snake chaser. The English just snake man. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's my dad. He um he doesn't have uh he doesn't feel fear. So that's really nice for him, isn't it? That's brilliant. That, that, that kind of makes a lot of sense. I think when you mm. 
Think about yeah. some of the things he's said and done over the years. I know, it's a shame yeah. it's not genetic, because I do feel fear occasionally. It's a, it's a mm. sensation that I have experienced in my like on roller coasters, for example. Yeah. Uh, I remember once at the old main road, City Away, that used to be a Scared tough there. away day. Yeah. Um that was I got into a situation there that made me feel fear. Um, roller coasters, what else? I've suddenly oh, realised that I'm I'm scared of heights. I used my extendable ladder recently to, to reattach a loose roof tile, and it was only I was only about twelve feet up, but I was fucking terrified. Yeah, okay. yeah. Even a, even heights. a but I think that I've read before, Andy, that that can like you get late onset <clears> vertigo. Right, that's what that is. Then, yeah. I mean, as you get older, lots of things scare you. My mum had these elderly aunts called Miri and Margaret, and in their in their dotage, they I was remembering my brother today. They used to call my mum up about fucking anything that was going on in their life, and they would be in. And I remember once a hedgehog was in their garden, and they rang the house at seven o'clock in the morning, and they were. I'm not joking, in tears, right? And they were going, oh, to my mum, oh, bro, we didn't know what to do. We haven't had a moment's sleep all night. Oh, and they were like, it shredded Miriam's nerves. Oh, we're going to have to call the doctor. And she's like, calm down, calm down. What is it? What's happened? They go, there's a hedgehog in our garden. It's been there all night. It's not moving. It's just there in the middle of the lawn. We don't know who to call. Who are you supposed to call when your garden's been inv- invaded by a hedgehog? Right, and she's like, it's fine, it'll just move on. You don't know that! And what are we supposed to do in the meantime? We're prisoners in our own home. We need to go out and get the shopping in. Yeah, we're going to exactly. starve to death. And my mum was like, when they were younger, they were, you know, they'd, they'd fucking been part of the war effort. They'd had fucking mm-hmm. bombs dropping on them, right, in the Blitz, and had been fine, carried on living, like, working, going about their business. And then they get older, and they can't handle a hedgehog being in their garden. Well, that's... Fucking hell, that's something to look forward to, isn't it, as we all get older? Fear. That kind of increase in fear. Shit. Yeah, you become yeah. more fearful with age, unfortunately. Mm. Unless right, you're well, my dad. Bl- but he's mm. blessed, of course, with his conditions, so. Um, all right, that's uh, that's about it, I reckon. Yeah, yeah we'll everything we need to. The lion um, uh, and the other stuff. Um, the pebble in the pocket. And, pebble in um, the pocket. We will... Oh, yeah, the... the uh, uh, the predictions, fucking hell. Um, three points for you, Sam. Five mm. points for me. Fucking nine points. Fucking hell. For result spot. I, uh, did oh, you watch have that? I worked that out wrong? No, sorry. Six points for result spot. It was nine last week, wasn't it? But still not good. It's still extending its lead no, over it's us. An, 48 it's to 36 nightmare. to 31. Uh, this has never happened before. I don't know how we're supposed to cope with it. We're just gonna keep doing what we're doing. Uh, we are very bad at predicting this season, it seems, because like um, last season, I got 145, and I can't see 36 points at this stage of the season. Is it a third of the way through the season, maybe? Probably. Yeah. So we're looking at we're looking at 108, maybe if you extrapolate that out across the rest of the season. Yeah, Fucking hell! Big trouble. Big trouble. You start working harder. Anyway, that's it from uh, from from us, and we'll be back throughout the week with all the other stuff. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>